1: And welcome to Undrafted, a Dynasty Game Theory podcast brought to you by The Undroppables. I am your host, Scott Belanger, aka Jax Falcone. You can find me on Twitter at Dino Game Theory. This is episode number 79. Let's roll. And kind of a slow news week, huh, guys? I mean, not much going on. No, never mind. Uh, It is absolutely firing off. I mean, I had this uh, show sheet kind of planned up and then. You know, the news was dropping left and right. It is it is it is unbelievable. Uh what a sport we cover, what a sport we love. Uh the NFL is now a 24-7, 365 sport. That much is clear. I think they learned from the NBA. I'll I'll kind of mention that to my my guest this week, because I think like, you know, the NBA has that, you know, that that off season where player movement happens and we've really never seen player movement. Uh, In the NFL like this, I know my guest has mentioned that on a couple pods because I listen to everything he puts out. And you probably should, too, because he's the greatest, man. This is my guy. This is the one. I love this show. I look forward to this. He was kind enough to grace the show last year. He's doing it again. And I am talking about none other than Evan Silva. You can find Evan at really, really creative Twitter handle at Evan Silva. Evan Silva, what is up?
2: Scott, Jax yes. Falcone, yes. it's good to be back with you. We need to make this an annual tradition. I think we pretty much already have, even though I think it's only our second year or maybe, yes, maybe sir. third. Second. But yeah, second. But either way, yeah, no, I mean, you, you made some good points at the open. Um, I was actually, I was thinking about this because I've been covering the NFL since 2006, uh, at this point and which is, oh, God, I'm getting old. Yes. 16 years and, It is the wildest off-season, like semi-regular off-season that I've ever been a part of. But the wildest actual off-season that I've ever been a part of was after the 2011 lockout Mm. because they delayed all of the transactions until like July. Like I was working at Roto-World. We we had off until July Hmm. because there was nothing going on. I think they did have the combine, but they did not have – there were no signings, no trades – no restricted free agent tenders. I mean, there was nothing. You couldn't make a transaction in the NFL that year until whenever that, uh, that lockout uh, you know, that got busted, which I think was in uh, June or July. And so it was, it was relaxing. But then, bro, when, when the shit hit the fan, the shit <laughs> yeah. hit the fan. And it was because um, Greg Rosenthal at the time, who now works for NFL Network, he was working for ProFootballTalk.com. And it was me and Chris Wessling Yes. RIP. RIP. Big man. Yeah. One of my heroes in life. Um, Working back to back. Um, And like literal back to back. Like he would work for an eight hour shift and then go get four hours of sleep and then tap me in, you know. And then, and we had Adam Levitan at the time. He was working basketball and football. So, and he would tap in sometimes. Rotopat was still, he was a baby at the time. Rotopat is now like the longest tenured Roto World writer but he was a baby at the time we had to tap him in we we were still teaching him you know but it was like literal you know me and wrestling going back and forth and you know hoping that somebody else would jump on to help us to just get all the transactions because it was and it was three weeks of of transactions and four hour sleep stints Um, so that was the craziest offseason I've ever been a part of but that was situational because of the lockout. Right. This is easily the craziest offseason I've ever been a part of that exactly. isn't situational. It's like regular. Yeah. And I think it's going to become the norm. Yep. Number one, um, well, not number one, but in partly influenced by the fact that w- what we just saw from the Rams, where they take this fuck them pick picks approach. Yep. And they get to the top. And we known the NFL is a copycat league. Bingo! And teams will just absolutely copy what got the other team. You know, remember you yeah. when, when the Eagles in 2017 won the Super Bowl? Like big analytics infusion. You know, they were they were big analytics team. You know, a bunch of teams took that. You know, and and now what we're seeing is that the Rams, after trading a ton of picks to land great players, Von Miller, Odell Beckham, Matthew Stafford. You know, the list goes on and on. Jalen Ramsey. You know. Using those picks to acquire established, young, great players worked out for them. And so now we're seeing other teams take the cue from that. And it's just, it's going to continue to, it's going to be like that. I mean, it's, you know, it's, and it's fun. It, It makes it more fun. But I think that this is the new norm
1: yeah absolutely and by the way the the story within the story that evan just told is why i respect him so much the sort of the grind it out i mean you know comes from just a hard work background which of course is why i respect him so much but to your point man it's like unbelievable this whole um transactional flurry i mean i looked at it like i think you even mentioned this at one point but like just the watson story in some years would have been like plenty just the russell wilson story in some years would have been like an earth mover you know never mind You know, Devontae Adams, even Matt Ryan, that move would have been kind of a big move. This one is just swept under the rug. You know, uh, Tyreek Hill, obviously, we're going to get to that. Even the Amari Cooper trade would have been a big one. That was like, oh, I forgot about that. You know, uh, Aaron Rodgers. I mean, this whole offseason has just been littered with gigantic names, making gigantic moves for big-name teams. I mean, it's just been unbelievable, and it's really fun. I mean, it is a lot of fun, and, you know, it it was – I'm really lucky to have you on because you're going to help me reset – kind of what's going on as much as, as you can. Um, And uh, that's what I'm looking forward to. And and maybe we should start right at the top, Evan, which is the Tyreek Hill. I mean, (laughs) like a few hours ago, this didn't exist. And now we have to evaluate what's going on with it. What's your first takeaway from this uh, Tyreek Hill situation?
2: Yeah, I mean it happened very abruptly. Look, you know, the Chiefs yes. just made uh Patrick Mahomes a half-billionaire as they should have. I mean, yeah. the the deal is going to end up looking really team friendly. It already looks team friendly. They're only paying him 35 million in 2022. That's a steal of a deal for Patrick Mahomes, especially as we saw the salary cap spike over 200 million. I mean, he's he's that's a that's a steal. I mean, um but you know, it, it still does create some cap concerns, just because he's he's still clogging up a lot of space, as he should. But you know, they're what I mean. What I from the, the you know Kansas City's uh, standpoint, they're getting picks, they're uh, creating a lot of space that they can do uh, they can use on other players. They now have two first round picks, both late in the first. I you know, I wouldn't be surprised if they took two receivers there. Yeah. You know, and this is a great, I'll tell you what, the, the, the draft prop that we just put out at, at Establish the Run and we have, you know, great documented success of having a lot. Of, I'm not bragging, but uh, we've had a lot of success.
1: Yes, you have. In
2: NBA, in NFL, NFL draft props, Super Bowl props, just absolutely crushing it from a prop standpoint. Spreads and totals can, you know, they're, you know, I, we try to stay away from those other than just to have fun. But we just put out one over five and a half wide receivers in the first round, which was minus 120 on DraftKings, plus 118 on FanDuel, and I would even take them down to minus 140. I I think that this is a really good bet. Over five and a half wide receivers in the first round. Um, Green Bay, at the end of the round, uh, is going to be looking at wide receiver, I think. Kansas City will be, uh, you know, as, as early as, like number four, number five at wide receiver in the first round. I think we're definitely going to get over five and a half. Daniel Jeremiah in the mock that he just released, he had seven first round wide receivers.
1: Yeah, we're going to so get to I, that I went really hard on
2: this. I went really hard on this. Yes. And um, because I think we're going to get seven or eight and the prop right now across books is five and a half. Yeah, and I think that I think um, yeah.
1: that comes down to this: um, is Drake London, Traylon Burks, Garrett Wilson, Jamison Williams, and Chris Olave. That's five. I think they're almost like I wouldn't call it locks, but virtual locks to go in the first round. And then it's just whether or not there's another one, right? That's that's what you're betting on: whether or not a George Pickens, Sky Moore, you know, I guess Christian Watson, you know, those types of players. Yeah, if they yeah. if they slide their way in, John. John Moore
2: was a guy when I, I was in Indy at the combine uh Scott people were talking about Sky Moore in the first round and and apparently he had been in media mocks like in the third round yeah yeah
1: yeah I I was playing around with I did a couple of mocks for the uh Kansas City Chiefs just to see how the board would play for them just to get a feel for what they might be seeing I, I think I did four I threw them out on Twitter for fun nobody looks at it nobody cares and nor should they but it was just fun I did it as an exercise and I, in one of those mocks, I did take Sky Moore because I will tell you, Evan, that every time I did, it was on the uh, the Draft Network. I think it's a pretty good little uh, uh, you know simulator. Not not, yeah. not once was any of those top five available for me at those two Chiefs picks. So I went away from wide receiver, and then in one of them, I said, "Well, I guess I got to take one of this next tier," and I took Sky Moore. So there you go.
2: Uh, and I think George Pickens is a, a first-round player. I think so. Um, yeah. But getting back to Tyreek Hill specifically, it, ma- it makes all the sense in the world for a Mike McDaniel offense, you know, comes from the Kyle Shanahan tree, believes in players that can create after the catch has been, you know, given to a uh, uh, Tago Viola who, you know, has not been, well, has been good at getting the ball out quickly and, and, and completing a high, you know, relatively high percent of his passes but has not been great at, you know, a lot of the different things. It's just, it's going to make life easier for him. Jalen Waddell, you know, they're bringing back Mike Jasicki, who theoretically, you know, isn't a great fit for a Kyle Shanahan offense, but, you know, they gave him the franchise tag. He's got a ton of athleticism. Bringing in Tyreek Hill, you know, they've got a lot of speed at the, at the Raheem Mostert, Chase Edmonds is, you know, an an excellent, I think. I I think, you know, he's, I, I think he's excellent. Um, you know, yeah. he's not anybody's idea, ideal picturesque of, you know, a, um, a, a bell cow, but he's a no. guy who can make plays with the ball in his hands. And we keep seeing this over and over. I want to, I want to see, and I wouldn't be surprised if Tyree kill leads all wide receivers in the NFL in rushing attempts. This year, after we after we saw what Mike McDaniel and Kyle Shanahan did with Debo Samuel, Jalen Waddle is another guy. They're just they want to get the ball in his hands, and it's going to make life easy on Tua. And I, I think that the the approach I, it remains to be seen if it's going to work, but I think right. it makes a ton of sense from a process standpoint.
1: Yeah, no, that that's a great point. Actually, the Tyreek Hill sort of jet sweeps pitches you know throws behind the line of scrimmage just getting him the ball and and yeah i mean you know there's that unstoppable um like uh that, that unstoppable like third and two play that kansas city used to run where you know uh mahomes would like sort of sprint right like barely and and uh and uh uh Hill would just sprint to the sideline and he'd just be open every time. Like, he'd just be open every time. Like, there's all these little ways to get him the ball quickly, and then all of a sudden he's gone. So, I think you're right. I think we're going to see Tyreek Hill. Um, this is interesting. I've seen a lot of people say, like, you know, this may be an arrow down for Jalen Waddle. I-, I don't see that at all. Do you?
2: Um, In fantasy? Yeah. Um, Well, it. I think it has to be because – if Tyreek Hill is not there, then Jalen Waddell is getting all this stuff that we were just talking about. You know, he's the he's the lead <clears> in getting all this stuff that we were just talking about. The You know, he's the the focal point of the offense. Remember the interview that Mike McDaniel did, discuss where he was just like yes. outpouring, you know, in yeah. Jalen Waddell. I think that Jalen yeah. Waddell might be a better – well, I, I don't think he's going to be a bad fantasy player. Yeah, um, that's what I the He had the potential to be like a true wide receiver one, I think. Before this, I think that he's now a wide receiver two three. I still think he's going to be an asset in fantasy, but I mean they're they're going to they're going to feed Tyreek Kill like th- Tyree Kill. Think- I'm not worried about his targets. I'm not worried. You know, I, he's going to get his touches. Like I, I think I, uh, I, 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 I think uh, without I, I,
1: Tyreek did- maybe Waddle was going to get more targets, but I yeah. think now his efficiency goes up,
2: Uh yeah, I mean probably a little bit, probably not enough to offset maybe the, right. um, the the touches that that he's going to lose. Sure. Either way, they're they're both going to be fantasy starters, I think. Yes. And um, you know, they're, they're, this is how Mike McDaniel's going to build the offense. He's going to build the offense around these two guys.
1: Well, I was going to start with the, the AFC West, and uh, you know, Tyreek Hill sort of is that AFC West. So let's go to that AFC West. I mean, you know, Tyreek Hill leaving now, I see a lot of panic. Uh, you know, and this happens with all the time, and we all. Uh, We always see it, you know. As soon as something happens, everybody goes out to worst case or best case scenarios with everything. And now Mahomes is no longer a top five dynasty quarterback. You know, the 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 Chiefs aren't going to make the playoffs, and maybe they. Stop it. Exactly, exactly. It's like all this nonsense. But I I didn't see that. Yeah, well, you, yeah, you, you, you spend, spend two less time hours time on with Twitter. your family. Good job, buddy. Yeah,
2: you got you to spend less time on Twitter, bro. I mean, come on. <laughs> yeah,
1: exactly. That's what I'm saying. I was waiting for yeah. you. You were at dinner, and you did the smart thing. Yeah. You just hung with your family, had a couple <laughs> brown yeah. drinks, and then come on the show. That's smart. <laughs> right? Um, yeah. But now, you know, I I do think that, you know, there's definitely a hole in Kansas City where there needs to be a wide receiver. And I think you, you mentioned that they're going to try and fill that in the uh, – in the draft. I think you're probably right. And I think Sky Moore is a great fit or whomever, you know, whatever. But, um, you don't think that it, obviously you just answered the question. You don't think that they're uh, taking a big step back in Kansas city.
2: No, me neither. no. Patrick Mahomes is a, is a, a teammate elevator, you know, um, Travis Kelsey's game went to a new level when he, you know, since he's, uh, played with Patrick Mahomes and, um, uh, you know, McCole Hardman, look, he's been very inconsistent. He's still very, very young. He came out of Georgia yeah. very, very young. He's going to jump into the Tyreek Hill, the majority of the Tyreek Hill role, I think. We have we have seen rumors of Marquez Valdez-Scantling. Yep. To, uh, Kansas City. And look, he's been an inconsistent player, and he probably will cont- continue to be. He's just that type of profile. Yep. But – he can make big plays. I mean, he had a bunch of big games. He won people millions of dollars last yes, year. He did. Uh, on fucking DraftKings. And um, you know, Travis Kelsey is still there and um uh Juju Smith Schuster, I think, was uh, you know, a relatively good addition, you know, assuming that he's gonna uh you know, focus on football over TikTok. <laughs> so um yes. You know, and uh, I, I would like to see them bring back Jarek McKinnon. They could probably get him back for, like, the minimum, and he's still a free agent out there. They looked at Ronald – they're looking at Ronald Jones right now. It's like, boy, enough boy. already with fucking Ronald Jones, right? Yeah, no but, kidding.
1: What's that say about C.E.H., though, huh? I mean, boy, oh, boy. If you're yeah, looking at Ronald Jones,
2: I know. C-H- Well, C.E.H. has been a disappointment. I mean, they're, they're, sure. there's no question about that. The offensive line really came together as last season progressed. It started out rough. There was no continuity because they remade the entire thing. Uh, yeah. Entering last season, but as the season progressed, it, it got a lot better. Patrick Mahomes is is a teammate elevator. Andy Reid is an excellent offensive coach, and I have I still have a lot of faith in Kansas. See, I actually bet them. Uh, well, it was before the Tyreek trade, so I, I've I have a little bit of regrets, but I bet them to be, win the division at plus one fifty the other day, and it didn't move on the um right. Uh, it didn't move to uh, for them to win the division. They, they, their Super Bowl odds and stuff and their conference odds did move a little bit, but uh, they're still, their winning division odds didn't move. And, you know, I think that's a good indicator. They're, they're still going to be great.
1: Well, Evan, if you want to galaxy brain it a little bit, I mean, this is just me literally, this isn't a take. This is a half a take. This is galaxy brain. You know, if there's one thing that we, what was the narrative last year was, oh, they figured out this Kansas City team. Well, if they figured it out, then change it. You know, I mean, ultimately, it was a lot of, you know, Tyreek Hill trying to take it deep. You know, a lot of play action stuff where Tyreek would take it over the top and teams just sort of said, yeah, we're not going to let you do that. We're just going to if we do anything, we're just going to take that shit away. Well, now they're going to win in other ways. You know, Juju is a closer to the line of scrimmage uh, player. I don't think he's quite as close to the line of scrimmage as he was in the last couple of Ben years, but still much closer than than Tyreek Hill. And who knows how they play? They might just play totally different, and it, that might be. I'm not saying it's no. Small, they're gonna, they're not going to
2: play totally different. They're no. not going to play totally. No. Listen to
1: this. Tell me about no, it, Evan.
2: No, they're not going to play totally different. I mean, nope. no. I mean, Hartman is yeah. more of a role player than you know a featured offensive piece, but he's still going to be able to run down the field. If they get Marquez Valdez scaling, sure, he can absolutely threaten. You know the the deep the deep portions of the field. They're not going to play any different. I mean, okay. it's just – they're just going to have, you know, a little adjusted personnel. Having a guy like Juju Smith-Schuster, again, assuming that he, you know, is able to, you know, limit his time on TikTok a little bit and focus more on football, that can win in the middle of the field alongside Travis Kelsey is going to be a big-time asset, you know. Yeah. And, um, and and they and they can get guys that can threaten on the outside. They can go get Demir Bird for nothing. <laughs> and he could right. threaten on the outside. I'm not saying he's a good player, no, no, but like right. he can run down the field and attract coverage and account for, you know, thirty percent of what Tyree Kill did, and they can win more, more in the middle of the field and, you know, uh replace what Tyree Kill did there to some extent. Tyreek Hill's a great player, but they're also, I mean, they need they need young players that are are contractually cheap. And so getting those draft picks is cri- is critical for the organization, um, you know, because I mean they again they're paying their quarterback a half a billion dollars.
1: Yeah, and and actually this this draft, if there's one thing that the wide receivers are, it's fast. And there's a lot of speed receivers available later in this draft. Uh, Khalil Shakur and and, and others. Uh, that being said, though, no, that check-
2: was that was one thing that really stuck uh, stood out about this year's like time measurables from all the receivers was that so many of them were super fast. Yes, and some of that some of that had to do with the uh, uh, the new the fast track, track. Uh, yeah, yeah uh, uh, at at Lucas Oil Stadium. But it also has to. But if you look at their time speed compared to like their verticals and their broads. And their, you know, agility drills. Like this is a straight line, fast speed class. And uh, and I, I think the Chiefs made, you know, a, a move here that it, that reflects that they understand that.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, you, you look up and down, I mean, Wandale Robinson, Khalil Shakir, you know, Calvin Austin, uh, you know, uh the, the kid Alec Pierce, man, I he's a little bit intriguing, especially with their one of their sort of, I think they've got like you know, four, five picks, six picks in the top 100, somewhere in there. I forget exactly, but, you know, they've got a, a number of sort of mid round, you know, third round, second round picks that they could target some of these faster players. So, yeah, it could be interesting. They could, uh, they, they've got a number of opportunities to fill the hole left behind. It'll be interesting to see how they do it. I think that's really what we're, you know, prognosticating. It'll be fun to just see what the hell they do. But um, moving to their competition, every team in the division got a lot better. Let's just, let's just say that. I mean, you know, uh Las Vegas got better. They added Devonte Adams. You know, the 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 Chargers got better all over the place, man. I'm sure you're very excited about them, but let's talk quickly about the Broncos who add Russell Wilson, who I I've surmised was not dogging it, but I think preserving himself a little bit. He he took off running so much fewer times last year uh, on average per game than he had ever done in his his career. I know he's getting older, but I don't know, something just smelled like he knew he was out of there and was like, fuck that, I ain't running, you know? I'll just throw it away on third and 10, you know, whoopsie-daisy and punt and move on. Like, I just felt like he played a little uninspired. I think, obviously, moving to a new team where there's obviously going to be a whole lot of energy in that building in Denver, they're they're a pretty exciting team. Obviously, everybody ad nauseum, you know, Sutton, Judy, Alberto, Javante, who who out of those is the biggest winner that you think uh, out of that uh, offensive group?
2: Um that's a good one. Um oh, well no, it's gotta be Alberto. It's gotta be Alberto yeah. because no uh no offense. I mean, if we're if we're just talking straight up winners. Yes. Yeah, and we're not talking about oh, you know, who are we gonna draft first? Of course, in not, fantasy. No. yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. We're talking about straight up winners. Well, you know what? It could be Javante Williams. It could be.
1: You know, Javante Javante
2: Williams. The yeah. upside for him right now is insane. I th- I think he's a first round fantasy pick right now. There have Agreed. been murmurs that the Broncos might want to bring back Melvin Gordon. Melvin, Melvin Gordon is still out there, not drawing very much interest. That's unsurprising. He is coming off a very good season. He, he, he was had, good. broke his broken tackle rate was very good. Yep. Um, he he played it at a pretty one of the, maybe the highest level of his career. I mean, you know, but I, I understand he was in a committee. He didn't produce as many fantasy points as he did, you know, when he scored a bunch of touchdowns one year for the Chargers, but. Um he he you know, in terms of efficiency, he had a really good year. But if he doesn't come back, Javante Williams yeah. and Albert O are the biggest winners here. Um, Russell Wilson, I understand your concerns. I think he's just not as athletic as he used to be. Certainly. And not. he's a guy that really knows his himself, you know, and understands his strengths and weaknesses, you know. Uh, and I just I think that he knows that he's not like he can't get to the edge like he used to on a consistent basis, and so he's not going to run as much. Um, you know, I don't know. I I feel like Russell Wilson is always inspired, so I I don't question his inspiration. I I know you didn't mean it. You didn't mean it in that way. Yeah, yeah. But. Um, yeah, but yeah, I mean, I you know what though? Like, he wanted out, though, man. He wanted, he wanted out. out. You know, you
1: know. I and, mean, even if it's yeah. subconscious, you know, it's right. subconscious. Even if it's oh, subconscious,
2: I, I hear you on that. I, I don't, I'm not, yeah, I'm I am not diminishing like on fought. what you said.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. right. Like, he, I, he, yeah, he, I don't
2: he, think he wasn't like giving his all or something like that. And I know <laughs> you don't think that either. No, but um, but I also attribute a lot of his momentary struggles, and it was about a six week stretch, especially after he came back from the finger injury to the finger injury. Yes. To a combination of the finger injury and to his, he's not, he's just, he's not as fast as he used to be. You know, For he's sure. he's a great athlete. Oh my God. He was drafted by the fucking Colorado Rockies. Like, yeah. You know, he literally, he, you know, was like a, could have played triple A baseball, which is a hell of an accomplishment. Maybe could have been, could, could have played, you know, been like a 25th man, you know, on a major league baseball roster. I mean, he's an insane athlete, you know, a dual sport athlete. Um, but he, uh, and, and I think he's going to be a good fantasy quarterback, not a great fantasy quarterback in Denver. All the guys get elevated, every single one of them. His willingness—he's been one of the best deep ball throwers in the NFL for the last decade. That's going to be great for Cortland Sutton. Okay, for Jerry mm-hmm. Judy, just the accuracy on the on—you know, Jerry Judy's going to get open. Jerry Judy's going—Jerry Judy is the Tyler Lockett now. Okay. Yes. You know, and Cortland yep. Sutton is the DK Metcalf now, yep. and Albert O is just a massive presence in the he's red the dome. Albert O, Man, he's I'm a freak. So I he's love an him. absolute freak. Yes. And Javante Williams is going to bet- benefit from the bootlegs and all the boot action. And yes, they have a pretty good offensive line. They their offensive line is definitely good enough. It's it's one of the best offensive lines that Russell Wilson has played behind in years. So. um yeah, I'm I'm very optimistic about uh, yeah, Denver. I, I don't know, you know, their in terms of their win total because the division is going to be so tough. I don't know exactly where they're going to finish. You know, yeah. I don't I don't have a lot of you know confidence on their their over under in terms of their wins. But yeah, they they're they're loaded defensively. They're fucking loaded. I mean, they're they're a fun team.
1: Yeah, man, I'm I'm yeah. super excited. Uh, just to circle back on my so in Russell Wilson's 10 year career, including last year he averaged 470 yards rushing per season. And even in 2020, he had over 500. And last year, only 183, the lowest of his career. So I just, I think it was a little bit of, now I think the finger, you're right, man. I, you know, doesn't want to get hurt. But I think a lot of it was in the back of his mind, like just sort of splitting the difference in sort of instinctually, yeah. like, you know what, you know, I'm I'm a little bit more conservative. Also, they were losing too. I mean, it wasn't like, if I make this yeah. run, we make the playoffs. I think a little yeah. less on the line. There's a and, lot you know,
2: of factors. Also, you know, when he came back after the finger injury, like Rashad Penny was fucking balling. Yeah. So I mean, just put the ball in that dude's belly. I mean, there's yep. just there's a lot, there's a of, lot factors of factors that go into it. Yes. Yeah. So yeah. I don't. Know, it's kind of an unknown, I guess, as it pertains to 2022. I
1: would put him over the over 350 yards rushing though, compared to 183 last year. I just really think he's still gonna you know, run the football here and there. I think it's going to be a competitive team. And, you know, when it's third and seven and you're down 20, you're like, whatever. But when it's third and seven and you're up two, you get eight.
2: You're just saying their defense is going to be good enough, though, that they are not going to be down 20 very often.
1: That's what I mean. You know? That's what I'm saying, yeah, like you know. Right. That's what I'm saying. You get eight yeah. in tight games. This this team's yeah. gonna be super. Comp- that's exactly what right. I'm saying. Right. This team is gonna be competitive. And and, he's gonna
2: and be he's super competitive. He's gonna and be he very motivated competitive. as hell to show. Yes. You know,
1: that's yeah. what I'm saying. No, he's
2: gonna be he's gonna be a fun pick this year. I mean, yeah.
1: it's gonna be. And a great I tell you, like
2: people are gonna be down on him because of the way that he sort of performed last year. You know, which was you know laden with you know all the restrictions that we just discuss and, and obstacles that we just discussed but yeah i think you're right you know he's gonna have some big ass weeks
1: yeah i think he's gonna come into value the other guy i mean let let's say that you're uh, I'll, I'll do this in dynasty i mean i i don't know maybe this is a fair question but if you're on the clock and you you have the choice between sutton and judy and dynasty um who, who do you like better right now
2: yeah it's it's a tough one and i, I you know yeah. if i were to do dynasty rankings i would have them pretty close Me i would too. go with they jerry judy yeah. I'll go with Jerry Judy. Okay. Um, but you like the way it, he'll be targeted post. in this offense? That, that's just, kind of the question. I, I, I just think that Jerry Judy to me is like the number one buy low in all of Dynasty. Uh, you know, I, I just I just think he's an absolute baller. He can, you know, his ability to separate is just, you know, it's that that's you know it's like top five. Yeah, um, and he can
1: play downfield too,
2: and, and he can win downfield. And yeah. you know, he had a bunch of drops in his first year, and. That has kind of been an, a little bit of an ongoing problem since Alabama, but that just doesn't you know we don't get negative points for drops yeah. in fantasy, That's and right. it's not gonna it's not gonna pull him off the field. Nope. He's gonna continue to get chances again. You know how long was Tyler Lockett underrated for in fantasy? I mean, just year over year over Forever. year over year. Yep, and you know, I think that Jerry Judy could fall into the same, that same bucket.
1: Hey, shout out to your boy, Adam Levitan with the shower narrative. I, this is my favorite thing. I mean, first of all, you guys are great. Love it. Listen to the show. I'm a listener. I fucking love it. Adam Levitan for the win. but Devonte Adams shower narrative with Derek Carr. I mean, God, I mean, Raider fans were just, I mean, I, I have a few Raider fans in my life. Everybody has a few Raider fans in their life. It was fun to watch them just have that moment. Um, now, does that moment get them out of fourth place in that division? No, is really the no, question. I don't think it does, no, and that's so fucking no. sad, right? And, and that's
2: from an, an, a you know entirely objective standpoint because you right. can look at the sports books and yes, you know they're seven and one to win the division, and they're you know in fourth place, and it doesn't matter what happened last year. The Chargers were better than them last year, even though yeah. the Raiders made the playoffs over them. Like you know, these guys that just you know think in terms of oh. The Raiders made the playoffs last year. Therefore, they're better than Chargers. It's, you know, they're, they're simpletons. They're simps. And, um, or you know, Raider they're, fans.
1: They're either simpletons or Raider fans. Those are the only two options.
2: Or maybe I both. Those are synonymous, actually, I believe. <laughs> oh,
1: shit. Shots fired.
2: I mean, you know, the, the Raiders fans, they'll, you know, they'll threaten to, you know, kill you and – they yeah. will, Evan. I made are, more. Are you? Come, come out to Cali, and we you know, come out. We'll, we'll brawl. Meet me in the, you know, meet me in the streets, huh? <laughs> Evan, Evan, I moved to
1: California, and I swear to God, I moved to California, and the most money I ever I made beat. just betting people straight up was with Raider fans. I was like, I took yeah, the under on yeah, fucking ten, twelve yeah. wins with Raider fans for ten years out here, and just made yeah. a hundred dollars. Are you, are you giving it all back
2: so- on the gas prices or what, bro?
1: Yeah. <laughs> shots fired again the fucking <laughs> gas prices evan i mean
2: holy shit no, hey man. listen i'm in chicago the gas prices aren't much better but they're better than out in fucking california california is a
1: rip i mean it's yeah, over six yeah. baby it's it's a it's a oh, it's a tall boy. task baby. Wow. yeah i, I could mean, i could send ooh. you some i don't take pictures and send it you in, know, I'm in not the city that of chicago
2: guy. it's about five fifteen right now yeah and uh yeah. i live like right on the outskirts and i'm at like about 470 but I don't know, Kyle. Let's talk about some football. Like yeah. yeah.
1: Devontae Adams, talk to me. I mean, yeah. you know, I mean, I mean.
2: Well, the the shower narrative is there, but, I mean, they haven't played. You know, Derek Carr and uh, Devontae Adams have not played together since 2013. Yeah. And Aaron Rodgers is way better than Derek Carr. So <laughs> What? I mean. Yeah. Yeah, I know. I know <laughs> that's yeah. groundbreaking. But, um, yeah. but no, I mean, the Raiders had to. I mean, I think they. I think it's necessary. I'm not ripping them for this move. I think they give up a lot. No. And I think it's yeah. not necessarily a good long term bet, but in the short term, you know, they, 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 you know, you need, I mean, it's, it's a weapons race in the, in the yeah. AFC West. And, yeah. uh, Devontae Adams, Hunter Renfro, Darren Waller, that's a hell of a trio. Yep. And, um, you know, Derek Carr is, is, I, I don't think he's a, an elevator of his teammates like Aaron Rodgers, Patrick Mahomes, you know, right um you know the like the truly elite quarterbacks of the NFL but i do think that he's a guy that can you know consistently get the ball to guys that get open and Devontae adams can get open and so i think devonte adams is still going to be a really good fantasy player but not not quite as good as he was with aaron rodgers where he had in green bay the, the you know one of the big things about uh, Devontae adams in green bay was that not just aaron rodgers but that he had so little target competition i mean we're talking about alan Lazard. we're talking about Robert Tanyan, you know, you know, the corpse of Randall Cobb, right. You know, Marcus Valdez Scanlon, who's, I mean, he's just strictly a role player, you know, the target yeah. competition was so They would throw him smoke screens, you know, his, <laughs> yes. you, you look, you look at his yards per catch average. And I mean, he's a downfield playmaker, but his yards per catch average is like 11 yeah. because they throw him so many smoke screens. And so, you know, is Josh McDaniels going to dial that up? We don't really know. But I mean that was a way for him to get easy catches and easy first downs in Green Bay. And now he has to compete with like legit, Hunter Renfro is a really good slot receiver and yeah. Darren Waller is one of the you know top five pass catching tight end. So Evan, I had, the I had numbers are gonna come down. Um yeah, but I, yeah. he's still gonna be good in fantasy, but the numbers are gonna come down.
1: I, I had said that they would be like they could push for seventy five percent target share between the three of them. Like it, it might be kind of crazy like that. Like don't, don't you see something like a very, very concentrated target share out in, uh, out in Las Vegas.
2: Um, yeah. Between those three, but they're yeah. still going to spread them out and, you know, other dudes still get targets in the offense. So, 75% is very very aggressive, Scott. Huge. No, asked, no, it's huge. You know it's like man.
1: 60 to 75%. I'm just saying like up to. Yeah. I think it might be put yeah. it this way, of 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 any threesome, oh, easy. Easy. Yeah. Man, shots fired. Uh of any, no, of any no, three No, no,
2: shots fired. Come on.
1: Of any three, they could be the uh the, the, you know, the 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 highest yeah. target share out of right, three right. players yeah, in the it's league. Huge discrepancy
2: me. between those three and then everybody else on the team. Yes. That that should be absolutely anticipated. Yeah. Yeah
1: like I was trying to think of which other three targets on any other team would see a higher percentage of their team's targets than those three. And I was like, well, that's kind of a hard one to come up with. I mean, I think there's not, not going to be a more concentrated target, uh, you know, share than, than those three. And maybe that, that, that saves Devante a little bit, but you're right, man, with, with Waller and Renfro there, you know, it's not going to be all Devante all the time. So I agree with you. It is a step down, um, for him. Um, you know, and and you had mentioned that the Chargers just loading up. I mean, just talk briefly, I mean, about the Chargers. And I I actually think that they might be the favorite to win that division. I know that, you know, Mahomes is the best. I think he's the the best quarterback in the NFL. I'm, I'm not really pushing back on that. But that Chargers roster is really, really good. I mean, right?
2: Yes. And, you know, how long have we been saying that about the Chargers, that their roster is really good? um a long time but uh you know but i i think there's it's absolutely true you know and they have you know a stud quarterback on a rookie deal i think they have a really smart head coach uh their defense got a lot better khalil Mack and jc jackson come on bro right come on bro that that's that's insane you know to to supplement like joey bosa and derwin james and asante samuel jr and uh, the dudes in the middle of the field who have been uh, pretty good for them and then they also you know they had problems and major problems in run defense yes last year and they added two big bodies uh, so they they are gonna be you know it, run defending the run is not that important but you just you can't let it get as bad as they did right. this past year right. because it just it, it was it's a waterfall. It lost them – it
1: it got them out of the playoffs. And, you know, I mean, they were – Yeah. Yes, it did. You said it it on your podcast. I tweeted it right after it happened. The timeout wasn't a mistake. The timeout was a good play. It was a good call. He put in his run defense, and the run defense was so shitty it gave up. Yeah. I mean, uh, that's what happened. And and they
2: added Sebastian Joseph Day and uh, Austin Johnson, two big space eaters, that they can just use situationally. They had to do that. Yeah. And they did, and that was smart. And then offensively, you know they they still need the, the offensive line is still uh, an issue. You know they yes. had to cut Brian Bulaga. Ode Abushi is still uh, a, a free agent, um, coming off uh, an ACL, and so they they still have to do some stuff on the on the O line. But their weapons look really really good. They added Gerald Everett, um, you know Mike Williams. I think. He's overpaid relative to the wide receiver field across the NFL, but he's still an ascending player, and I think they're going to continue to build their passing game around him. Keenan Allen, if you look at his yards per route run over the last half decade, every single year it's going down. You know, he's nearing 30. Um, I think he's still a useful slot receiver, but he's not a dynamic playmaker like he used to be. Austin Eckler, God, what a baller he is.
1: He's going to have another But big year uh, you know,
2: too. we just pretty much went through their entire roster. Yeah. They have a very good roster. Yeah, and I,
1: you know, I think they have, they have a very se- good roster. They they pick seventeenth. I mean, I would think over yeah. a weapon to replace Keenan Allen, you'd be looking at offensive line if if you could find the right yeah. player there, right? I think
2: they'll be looking at the line definitely. Yeah. I mean, definitely. I would. I mean,
1: yeah. So yeah. I think we got that that one that one solved. We fixed them. I think they got a real shot at the Super Bowl. The other the other thing that has, uh, hey, by the way, um, last. Year when I had you on the show, did you know the the first two topics we talked about was Russell Wilson trade and Deshaun Watson trade, which is kind of amazing. I thought that was kind of unbelievable. Anyway, speaking Fun. of that, Deshaun Watson to Cleveland. I mean, we can skip all the moral high ground here and just talk about football. It sounds like he's going to be suspended f- potentially, I guess. I don't fucking know. But, you know, I mean, how many games he plays is up in the air, at least at the very least. Um but his presence there in Cleveland is going to turn that franchise around. What's their ceiling in year one, do you think?
2: I don't know. You know, let's yeah. wait until this suspension comes down because I just – I mean, it could be half the season. You know, it, maybe it's yep. only four or two games. I don't know. It's yeah. its really hard to say. Um, you know, and then if he – when he's not starting to be uh, Jacoby Brissett in there, I mean, you know, you, you can get by with him. Yep. You but, uh, you know, he, he's, he's not going to elevate anybody. Um, no. So it's really hard. I'm, I'm not placing any bets on the Browns or anything like that.
1: Yeah. And and, and, and when Watson signed or got traded, My, Mike, said, Michael
2: says in the chat, six games is the number I've seen thrown around based on past examples. You know,
1: yeah,
2: I can't think of any past examples like this. Right. So, you know, I and look, you know, Michael, I think that 6 games seems like a reasonable projection, but there I mean, I don't think there's any past precedent for for this. So, uh I mean, the the whole situation has been wild, you know, and I and, and entirely volatile and you know, I mean, and you can even look at the way that the Browns structured the contract, yeah, where they, you know, put the $1 million base salary in year 1 to yes. like prevent against losses incurred by an impending there it's almost like they're expecting a, a, a suspension for sure but yeah. we don't know I mean it could be the entire year we don't know you know no. he did he did essentially miss the entire year last year sometimes the NFL will factor that in sometimes they won't sometimes they succumb to public pressure sometimes they I don't know if they you know make the right move you know morally but I, you know th- this is not you know my, my area of expertise and so I would just say I have no idea emphasis on no idea of how the longest suspension is going to be. No idea.
0: So I just, oh, real quick, I just wanted to pop in yeah. because I pulled up uh, yeah, like some stuff I had read before. But basically, the what a lot of people have compared it to is the Ezekiel Elliott situation. He was never charged with a crime. And obviously, yeah, this is one versus 22. Uh, this is back in, I think, 2016. It happened with the 2017 season being when he served a suspension. I think it started around week 10. Um, but the baseline for a first-time offender of this type of sexual assault type of thing is six games. So I think that seems like why most people are assuming it will be six games, and it mostly depends on whether or not the NFL views it as, okay, it's a first-time offender, but is it also a 22nd-time offender? Right, right. Of and so, apparently
2: there are more women that uh... – that haven't uh, you know come out and filed any kind of you know civil or, or whatever charges you know I I, yeah. I, I I have no idea I, I would guess more than six actually yeah. I think I, I would I, guess more than six
1: yeah so let's I know you and I both don't want to talk about fucking twenty two women I I really don't um I don't want the pod to be about that I know you don't either so but I what I do what I do think is like you know I wonder how that six I'll 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 take it you know. I certainly would love to know how many games, Evan, but we're never going to know until we know. Right. I mean, you know, we've seen the Ray Rice be disappointing. We've seen, you know, the the Zeke uh, be, you know, six games, I think is what Michael had shared with us, um, et cetera. But yeah, it's probably somewhere between four and eight games. I mean, it's probably going to be something, but that being said, like, he is going to play at some point, obviously uh, we would, we would expect. And when he does, I mean, God, the Amari Cooper to Cleveland was like a stomach punch. And then the Deshaun Watson to Cleveland, like, you know, he rises again. I mean, Amari is alive again. I'm not sure. What are your thoughts? I I know there's another guy that that you would expect to probably sign in Cleveland, one of your favorite players, Will Fuller. Uh, Will Fuller and Amari Cooper, Donovan Donovan Peoples Jones, like that's a pretty good little three wide receiver set with Njoku and Harrison Bryant and Nick Chubb mm-hmm, and the rest mm-hmm. of that awesome stacked roster. This mm-hmm. could be a team that makes a late run. And that's I guess that's what I'm getting at. Like there should be some excitement, although there should be some trepidation as well.
2: I just I, I just I don't know, bro. You yeah. know, I mean Will Fuller <laughs> has not signed there yet. David Njoku, I love his talent. He's, you know, an enigma. He's you know, a very young enigma. Yep. Uh, Amari Cooper even uh, is to some extent an enigma. Yep. Deshaun Watson, I have no idea, you know, when he's going to play. Um, it's, uh, I don't know. I'm I'm, I'm, I'm not going to pretend that I know.
1: Well, let's get excited about another team in that division who's starting bet, to put bet the
2: Ravens right. to win the division.
1: I love the Ravens, dude. Yeah. And, and, you know, I'm not supposed to like the Ravens as a Patriots fan, but – I don't know wow. something about that Ravens team. I fucking love everything about them. Like Lamar, love it. Dobbins, the whole fucking thing. I love it. Um, but but the other team, the Super Bowl runner up, which is usually kind of a kiss of death, but they're kind of doing the right things. their Their offensive line. They signed Lyle Collins. Jonah Williams is back. I don't know about the interior of that line. I mean, what is it? Alex Kappa, Ted Harris, yeah. and Jackson Carmen. I wouldn't know if those guys are good or not. I I can see that they have names, so they are actual human beings. But, you know, Jonah Williams was probably a little bit of a disappointment. Lyle Collins comes in and basically is like the new fucking sheriff. So love that. But they still need some offensive line help. Uh, Is that right?
2: Well, Joe Burrow, you know, took the most sacks of any NFL quarterback this past year, playing behind a terrible offensive line. And the Bengals went out of their way to go address that offensive line. You know, which is just makes logical sense right. with Lyle Collins, Alex Kappa, and Ted Karras bringing back Jonah Williams and their second round pick last year, Jackson Carmen. So at left tackle, you have a, a competent left tackle in Jonah Williams. You have a second round pick that you're expecting a second year leap from in Jackson Carmen. Jackson Carmen kind of struggled to maintain consistency uh, as a rookie, but he was also a guy, he was coming off a back injury coming out of Clemson. Mm. And, um, You know, he, they, he was, he was, you know, a dice roll as a rookie, but he should be, you know, healthy this year and and ready to roll. I would guess at center, they're going to play Ted Karras, who has been, you know, sort of a journeyman, but still, you know, competent guy. They cut their center from last year, Trey Hopkins, and then right guard Alex Kappa, and then right tackle Lyle Collins. That should be a top 20 offensive line. Moving up from you know bottom six. (laughs) Well, there there were offensive lines that were worse than the Bengals last year, but not many Yeah, which is your point?
1: Not in the playoffs,
2: right? Which is your point? Yeah. Yeah, Um, Yeah, So so, no, I I think that they you know they they identified their weakness and and they um, you know and they addressed it and I I think that's you know honorable respectable.
1: Yeah. Yeah, for yeah. sure, man. I think uh, you know that that team was an offensive line away from potentially winning the Super Bowl. You know, certainly Joe Burrow takes another step forward. It's going to be a great, uh, a, another great division. I mean, when you talk about the AFC West, the AFC North, it's like, uh, wow. I mean, hey, I'm I have, I have a little bit of a question. I, I like this one. So one of my uh, one of my brethren at the Undroppables had asked, hey, ask Evan if he's going to do the um, the takedown that you do every year with Matt. Kelly. Yeah. If he's going to do it on the Falcons, you know, because oh, of sure. what they're
2: doing. We we, we haven't <laughs> talked about it yet. You know, Matt Kelly's running his own business. You know, I'm oh. trying to run, you know, help run my own business. And so we haven't gotten together on that. It's not going to be, we usually do it in like March or like early April later. So, yeah, I think we're going to do it later this year. I, I literally haven't, I haven't talked to him about it since um like last November. Yeah. Uh, it, it, it's I, did, I just, I, I haven't, I haven't talked to him and you know, Matt Kelly's one of my boy, he's one of my, yeah. my best friends in the industry, but, uh, shit, you know, after this, actually, I'm going to give him a call after this.
1: Yeah. So, so yeah. he, he asked if you're going to do it on the, on the Falcons and I, I got mine. So. I got I mine. So.
2: Here, I, here's the thing. Here's the, all right, all right. No, go, go ahead. Go ahead and, and say it. Go ahead. So, and say so, it.
1: so I think that it's got to be some – it's got to be the Jacksonville Jaguars. I mean, at this particular point with everything they're doing, I mean, the only shred of like – it's like Trevor Lawrence and Doug Peterson. Other than that, I mean, yeah. I can't think of – first of all, the 2021 draft should be the poster child for how to fuck up a draft. royally. Yeah. I mean, they didn't trade back once. They had all this capital. They took a running back in the first round like – they did everything exa- they took two injured players in the second round that didn't play like they, they were the fucking absolute stone worst yeah. way you could draft
2: fucking ever with all the capital
1: it, it's it was unbelievable i could i was just i mean it was the worst draft yeah. i've ever seen and then they go out this off season and spend like like drunk sailors you know on a, i mean it's just awful so i mean it's really really rough <sighs> to watch this especially when you see Trevor yeah. Lawrence, there. I mean, should I be worried about Trevor Lawrence with all this nonsense in Jacksonville?
2: I don't know. That's a lot of questions. But I mean, I can say, like, I'm friends with uh, Tony Khan. Yeah. Uh, we did a um uh, a seminar at uh, the MIT Sloan Sports Analytics Conference.
1: Shit, fucking. That's a lot. Of nine questions. years
2: ago. But you know, we've 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 been friends this entire time. So I would, I mean, look, I'm I'm giving hmm. you my bias. I'm not yeah. pretending that it's not there. Fair my enough. my bias is that I'm friends with Tony Khan. Fair enough. Um, and and so it, w- it would be I don't I don't want you know I don't want to try to disgrace uh, you know the freaking Jaguars you know be, because of that. And I'm I'm just I'm telling you like I know it's, Shit. it's I'm bullshit. I'm sorry. I know, no, it's fine.
1: Yeah. But but Not you're right. Man.
2: You, you yeah. made a lot of good points. Yeah. Um, the Washington football team would be uh, has been on our, our radar for years. At this point, we we thought it was like playing t ball though. Yeah, it was too honestly. easy. Yes. it was honestly too easy. Uh, but I, I really do like Ron Rivera as a Me guy so. yep um, and- well, well and
1: Shad Khan is like I mean I wouldn't say he's I think his heart's in the right place like he keeps trying to do positive things. I think even the you know the, the you, you know what the fuck's his name? Uh, I've just had a brain fart. Uh, Urban Meyer. I mean, even bringing in Urban Meyer, I think he was trying to think outside the box. Someone, you know, I, I don't think he did anything. Like, it's just, it's just a sad state of affairs, is all. Yeah, I, yeah, I don't, I don't know, man. Um,
2: the Falcons aren't going to get it because no. you know, and and, and they they're no. on the radar, but they're on the outskirts of the radar. Uh, I think Arthur Blank is a legitimately good guy, yeah. and every time that we do this, it starts from the top. Right, and so if we can identify an owner that's like an actual fucking prick, like <laughs> yeah. we we love to just rain hell on him, you know right, what I mean? Exactly. Yeah. And and Arthur Blank is not that guy. Shad no. Khan is not even that guy. No, he's you not. know. And so um, I don't know. We we have some uh, some searching to do. But uh, yeah. I I need to get I need I need to get get in touch with Matt Kelly I and, you know I, I know he's got a lot on his plate though
1: yeah for sure man yeah. you guys are all doing great work as a matter of fact another shout out to establish the run I don't know if I mentioned on the outset but you guys do amazing work I really I mean it uh, but anyway hey so the other the other um, uh, you know the the other thing with the Falcons if I can go there they traded Matt Ryan to the Colts Colts now on their third sort of quarterback experiment with a loaded roster. It's pretty interesting, right? Because, I mean, I think if we just took the quarterbacks off all the rosters and then just drafted the rest of the roster, Colts would be up there. I mean, we would draft that that roster in the top 10 maybe?
2: I mean, is that fair? Uh, Definitely top 12.
1: Yeah, right? So it's a good roster, and they're just trying to find the sort of skeleton key that makes the car start. And they've gone from Phil Rivers to – Carson Wentz, who wasn't as I think as bad as everybody said, and now to Matt Ryan, do you think this is going to work?
2: Well, you know, Falcone. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> when, when when you you know consider the context of how much the Eagles gave up to go trade up for Carson Wentz, yeah. and they traded him, yeah, uh, and then you consider the context of Frank Reich. Yeah. Who was just desperate to get rid of Carson Wentz after so one desperate. year? Yeah, you know, there's something wrong there.
1: For you know, there, sure. there's
2: something wrong there that hasn't been explicated enough. I think by the media, I think we've gotten hints that I mean, the players just don't like Carson Wentz. Like the teammate, he's not a he's not a good teammate. Right, he's not a leader, and all that shit matters. Yeah, uh, you know, it, it doesn't show up in the spreadsheet, you know, but it, 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 that shit matters. Yep. Uh, when it comes to the quarterback position, in particular, um, yeah. and, you know, and it, it was shocking when you think in hindsight, like Baker Mayfield, like might get cut, yeah. And the and, and the and, you know the uh, the Washington football, the Commanders. I am not even. I am going to call them the Washington football team. The yeah, Commanders dude, are ridiculous Fuck name. That. I mean, yeah. what's
1: going to be their team name next year? I mean, gave just up two, two threes
2: year. for yeah. this guy and yeah. are willing to pay him twenty eight million dollars. I mean, they that's you know a uh, true explication of desperation. And you know, it's just it's it's honestly it's it's pretty pathetic. Yeah. Yeah, and, and Michael's right. The Philly media did a lot about Wentz, but they still kind of like danced around the issue a little bit. They were a little vague on it. They they didn't say it, you know, I don't know. They yeah. they had some, you know, specific examples like Carson Wentz liked to throw to the guys that, you know, he preferred, um, you know, and, and that kind of stuff, but it's still it it didn't it didn't really get to the the dirt of the issue, and now we have seen Howie Roseman and Frank Reich both give up on Carson Wentz. I mean that that's that should be so telling. Yeah.
0: So, and I think one of the, one of the biggest thing, and you're right, they did like they did kind of bounce around the issue a lot, especially like while Wentz was still in Philly. A lot has come out since then. Um, but one of the biggest things, I think it was Joel Santinquino or something from, uh, from a, Santinquino. maybe, yeah, the Philly voice, I think, I think now he's with a uh, bleeding green nation, but, um, he did a long article and this was like the first thing that came out that was negative about Wentz. And it was particularly that he didn't take hard coaching well, that he wasn't willing to basically make any adjustments or any changes and more or less the mindset yeah. that, He did so well in 2017 or whatever, you know, his baseline was for he did well that he knows what's going to get him to the promised land to be the great thing. And then recently an article came out from Jeff McLean that he actually had to be separated from uh, Darren Sproles back in 2017 in the playoff run because Wentz voiced his displeasure to the other injured guys, Sproles, Peters, uh, a couple other injured vets on that Eagles team. Um, that he was upset that the Eagles were winning so much without him, that they were going to the Super Bowl without him, and Sproles like, you know, he he wasn't having that shit. And uh, Legarrette Blount came out recently and kind of confirmed poked that. Poked him in the belly button and guy.
1: said, "Listen here, pal." Yeah. <laughs> <Right. Anyway. laughs>
0: Although I'd take Darren Sproles in that fight,
1: uh, absolutely, that dude. Yeah. Oh yeah, man. But yeah, I, no, it, Lance it, is- it
0: feels. I, basically, I I, I just kind of wanted to say that you're spot on. He, it's not about his play. It is one hundred thousand percent. Well, but his
2: his play is a problem too, though, because he's very inconsistent. I know you can look at his touchdown interception ratios and be like, oh, you know, but he, you know, he melts in uh, big moments. Yeah, he um, he really. If you look at his yards per pass attempt and not his touchdown interception ratios, which you know is a much better indicator of how a quarterback is playing, you know, his yards per pass attempt. Year in and year out, besides 2017 when he was high variance uh, and he was just killing on third down, um, his yards for pass attempt has been very subpar, um, you know. And he just he really he really hasn't been a, a good quarterback Mm-mm. other than the two set 2017 year at which you know at the end of which he's got hurt. He also has had injury problems: the knee, the shoulder earlier earlier in his career. You know, his back. back, I mean, yeah. yeah.
1: This wasn't a Carson Wentz defender podcast for sure. And and I would ask the same question. It was on the show sheet. You already answered it. I was going to ask you, you know, this Baker, you you mentioned Baker Mayfield is liable to be cut. I was going to ask you point blank and you answered it straight up. I was going to ask you, is this about his skill set or his mindset? And clearly it's his makeup and mindset that is the problem. It's like, you know, this.
2: this yeah, league. but his skill set isn't that great either. I exactly. mean, let's be real. You know, no, he's, real. Um, yeah. he's a short, stocky quarterback with average arm talent. Um, Matt Waldman, I remember highlight him highlighting, uh, although Baker Mayfield's uh, accuracy numbers, is, his completion percentage numbers at, o- at Oklahoma were just off the charts, that he didn't lead receivers enough. You know, he didn't throw it in their bread basket so they can run after catch, which is a huge part of, you know, creating extra yards. Um, He had a tendency to scurry out of the pocket whenever he would sense, especially inside pressure, he would scurry out of the pocket to his right and get himself in trouble. And he didn't do that much as a rookie. He had a great rookie year in the NFL, Um, but he has resorted back to that, especially whenever he senses pressure, he just... Scurries to his right and just gets himself into a problem, you know, and, and limits, you know, limits his, his pa- you know, his pass options to like, you know, a, a particular section of the field and he can't throw it, you know, across the field like Patrick Mahomes can. I mean, he he really is a limited talent.
1: I I was listening to you on on your podcast, and I agreed with you when you said a couple of things. You said two things that I agreed with. One, you said that you believe that Malik Willis is the favorite to be the first quarterback off the board and that he might go as high as number two in the draft to the Detroit Lions, although maybe not probable, but at least possible. But certainly, you know, there's a lot of quarterback-needy teams in and behind them, that might take him. I agree. And then you said something else that I agree with, which is that Daniel Jeremiah is very plugged in and has a very accurate mock draft almost every single year. Here's where the crux of this issue is. Daniel Jeremiah came out with his mock draft on Tuesday and Malik Willis was not in the first round of that mock draft. And that was shocking. That was, by the way, after your podcast. So I will give you that. But my point is, what the hell's going on with that? Because I thought that was a shocking uh, mock draft that didn't have Malik Willis in the first round. What do you make of this? Do you, Have you heard anything about this? Or is this just sort of a, I don't know, what what's, what's going on?
2: Okay, okay. All right. No, 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 this is a good topic. This is a good topic because we recorded that podcast literally two hours before Jeremiah's yes. uh, latest mock draft came out. Malik Willis did not appear in it. And then we were like tweaking in uh, in our in our um, our, our uh, uh, ETR Slack about okay, it. Okay, so me. I, it's 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 a, it's a wild draft, man. Yeah. Because there's no you know there's no legit um, you know solidified elite upper class talents. There's no elite um, you know quarterbacks that teams, you know, could potentially trade up for. I I, well, I don't know. I mean, maybe the Steelers from Leek Willis. I mean, we keep hearing that. right But, you know, so it's, uh, you know, to try to project it right now, like I'm, I'm not trying to do a fucking mock draft right now. It's, you know, March 23rd. First of all, I never do my mock drafts until uh, maybe early to mid-April. Um, but right now I have zero confidence in – Projecting many aspects of the first round, there are, are specific aspects that I like, like um, you know the over five and a half wide receivers. Um, I like um, uh, the the corner from Cincinnati Sauce Gardner to be drafted within the first eight picks, and you can get that still at decent money. Um, but you know it's uh, it's 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 uh, I also like Kayvon Thibodeau to fall f- uh, further than people expect. Yeah. You know, there, there are some things that I like right now, but in terms of, you know, the, the quarterbacks, I mean, and, and, you know, trying to project really anything other, I think Aiden Hutchinson is the clear favorite to go number one to Jacksonville, but, but the Jaguars should be trying to trade out. Like the Jaguars need a lot of players, you know? So um, it's, it's a wild year to try to project the draft. And I don't know, my mock draft is probably going to be terrible, but I don't know, hopefully, as we get closer, and we still have a month plus to get there, uh, I'll, I'll start to feel a little bit more confident. But it's 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 really rough right now. Yeah. I, yeah.
1: I was just shocked because, you know, actually, Michael P. Duncan, Michael P. Duncan, had told me that Daniel Jeremiah's draft had come out, uh, mock draft had come out with Malik Willis not in the first round. And I was like, wait, what? Because it's not like he's like a hot take, like, hey, look at this crazy idea. Like, he's... Actually, listening to NFL teams and is as about as tied into this as 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 there is, and for him to have Malik Willis out of the first right. round, right. even sliding past uh, the Steelers, I, I don't know, man. That was very interesting to me. I mean, there's a there's a yeah. number of teams who should be at least considering a, a quarterback in the mm-hmm. first round, and for the for only Kenny Pickett to go in his uh yeah.
2: mock was it's, it's it's march 23rd bro All right. All right. it's march 23rd fair I mean, enough so- yeah and, the, and, and quarterbacks rise like I uh, matt corral today had his pro day and apparently he killed it i mean he has he absolutely has first-round quarterback skills yeah he's got um you know he's he's a really good athlete he can rip it yep um you know he played in an nfl style system under lane kiffin Uh, He got hurt in his final game and he couldn't perform at the combine. And so, you know, this was the first, you know, so he didn't generate any buzz until this point. If you look at some mock drafts, he goes like top 10. Yeah. You know, um, so it's just, uh, it's a very fluid process. And I don't, I mean, and I've gotten in some uh, draft prop bets, like uh, quite a few, but I, I I don't, but there is a point at which I'll just start fucking hammering them. And that's around, like, April 15th, April 16th, and we're still, you know, solid three weeks away from I mean, we're trying to have some – I mean, can we get a break? Like, can we we get a little bit of a break?
1: (laughs) From the man who doesn't take a break, he wants a break. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, you know, just talking out both sides of your mouth. You're going to work your ass off. That's what you do. I have one last thing I just want to mention and it's, it's been, it's been my hobby horse all all off season has been this Juju Smith Schuster situation. I felt like he's been undervalued in like best ball dynasty. Obviously redraft hasn't really happened, but He'd probably be fucking undervalued there. And I kind of figured he would sign somewhere other than Pittsburgh. I thought it might be Kansas city. Yeah. It was Kansas the city. The chiefs
2: wanted him last off season. You remember that? The chiefs were after him. the chiefs and the Ravens. Yes. Tried to get him last off season. He went back to where he knew, but he's only 25 years old.
1: Yes. This is what yeah. I'm
2: talking about. Like I am. Yeah.
1: and And now the chiefs, Trade away Tyreek Hill, effectively making Juju the WR1 for that team. I know that it's Kelsey, I understand, that, but like he's the certainly the best wide receiver in that building. Um, and he's 25 years old. You're telling the story for me. Um, tell me why I should be putting the brakes on Juju in Dynasty or 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 should I not be?
2: That's a good question. Thank you. I mean, I'm good at this. We have, we have. <laughs> <good at this. laughs> You are, you are, man. I mean, we, we always have good conversations. You know? I love we, You're we, the best in the world. We flow easily. You know, it, 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 it comes off, you know, very, uh, smooth, but you know, I how good is Juju Smith Schuster? You know, that's, that's the, the, I guess, that I guess is the question, yep. but he also is a player. I mean, Patrick Mahomes can elevate players around him, you know, yes. and, um, I, I think he's going to get fed targets as it stands right now. And they're going to add some receivers. I, I think that they will take a, a receiver late in the first round, at least one. Yeah. Um, and, and if not, you know, a, a second or a third day receiver as well. They absolutely could sign another guy. Uh, but as it stands now, like he has like 120 target potential. I mean, that like that's that's not crazy to say.
1: Yeah, that's well within and, the realm of possibility. And, and,
2: and he's definitely like still talented, you know. To you know, and, and the way that Patrick Mahomes plays, like he's not gonna be getting short A dot targets, you know, hammered to him over and over and over again, like Ben, you know, Ben Rothersberger was giving him because Ben Rothersberger just didn't want to get hit, right? Want to get the ball out quick, didn't trust his O line, et cetera, et cetera. You know, totally lots a lot of reasons for that. Right. But yeah, it's gonna be a very different ball game yes. for Juju Smith. I you know, right now, I, I think it's smart to be aggressive on him. Yeah, I really do. Especially yeah.
1: at ADP. I mean, I wonder what the other, you know, maybe they take a rookie or two. I'm with you. I wonder what some of the other veterans. You'd mentioned MVS earlier in the pod, but yeah. what about even someone as big a swing as like OBJ? No, he's got the ACL. Maybe yeah. Will Fuller. I mean, Will Fuller's an interesting yeah. name yeah. whether he goes to the Browns to reunite with Deshaun Watson or maybe with, you know, sort of the 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 placeholder for Tyreek Hill in Kansas City. What are your thoughts about any of those names or am I just maybe I mean,
2: well I mean we could just sit here and speculate about anything I love speculating well I know you do I'm only (laughs) teasing but I mean you know Will Fuller has has a variety of potential suitors I mean he could go to Cleveland with uh, you know Deshaun Watson he could go to KC he could go to Green Bay yes with Aaron Rodgers you know I mean you know South Bend where he played you know in college isn't that far from Green Bay Um, he could go to Indianapolis with Matt Ryan play indoors yeah, you know. Um,
1: yeah, there's gonna be I mean, a lot these, of spots.
2: These guys that can stretch the field, and, and this wide receiver market is about to pick up big time. Yeah. So Yeah.
1: Well, speaking of picking up, I am so glad that you came on the show and 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 took yeah. some time out, man. I, I, honestly, I mean, I, I mean it. You know, um, I am, you know, uh, very grateful for the time you were able to uh, put me down a few times. You were making fun of me the whole time, which I appreciate. I know the listeners love it. They're out there saying, "Get him." Get him, and you did a great job. You came after me, you put me in my place, you put me in my spot. No, which I no, I, I just,
2: I just feel you know comfortable riffing with you, bro. I know. I me mean, too, me too. Yeah, All I love right, cool. you.
1: You're the best, man. I fucking love you. You're awesome. And and for those who, I don't know how it's possible for someone to know who the fuck I am and not know who you are, but if there's one person listening to this who doesn't know who Evan Silva is, honestly, like reevaluate a lot of the shit in your life because Evan, Evan Silva is the man. He's the hardest working, smartest dude in the, in the industry. I love him. And you can see he's got you know he he knows how to how, how to rip it up, so thank you so much for coming on. You can find Evan Silva on Twitter at Evan Silva. you can also go listen, this is actually real I mean he won't brag he won't tell you, but you can go to establish the run and You, if you don't, if you don't have a job, you can just gamble all your money and just take all your money, give it to establish the run and just listen to what the fuck they tell you. You're going to make money because they make money. They are able to take advantage of the betting markets. They do an outstanding job and that's where their edge is, man. And it's not even a joke, man. You guys do an outstanding job of that and you know, it's true.
2: Appreciate you having me back. Let's make this an annual thing. Love you, Jax Falcone. And uh, let's do it again in uh, 2023.
1: Thank you so much. On behalf of everybody here at The Undroppables, on behalf of everybody here at The Undrafted, on behalf of Green Room Specialist Michael P. Duncan, on behalf of the great Evan Silva, I am Jax Falcone, and we
2: are out.